Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Rad Dad Brett here with another episode of the Rad Dads Show. Regular listeners of this show know we're huge fans of SNFU, so you probably knew this one was coming. On this episode, Christian sits down with Matt Warhurst, bassist of Slave Co. and SNFU. Matt played bass on an album that many claim to be SNFU's masterpiece, in the meantime and in between time. Matt's also a dad. Christian and Matt chat about involving our kids and our interests, the car seat test, and of course they reminisce about SNFU and memories of the late, incredibly great Mr. Chai Pig. You're not going to want to miss this one. So one, two, SNFU, here's Matt Warhurst on the Rad Dads Show. So, welcome uh, to the Rad Dads Show. Who are you? Uh, thanks, Christian. Um, I'm Matt Warhurst of Tawasson, British Columbia. I, I live just outside of Vancouver. Um, a nice little beach town just uh, just south of, south of Vancouver. And I am I'm a husband. I'm a dad. Um, married 11 years. And I've got two boys. We've got two boys, age 10 and 6. And I am I used to play in the punk rock band SNFU. I played in that band for uh, a few years in the early 2000s, um, up to about 2005. So I played on the In the Meantime and In Between, in between Time record and uh, all of the touring and stuff that went along with that, uh, as well as a few other bands kind of related to sort of in the SNFU family side projects, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I'm not a full-time musician anymore. But um, I'm, you know, still, uh, still kind of fly the flag, I guess. As I guess you could say. Nice. Do you, yeah. what do you do now, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, well, I've made the completely natural transition from from music and a little bit of film work into the civil construction industry, <laughs> as one does. So uh, yeah, I know it's uh, it's actually worked out really great. Um, it's uh, I actually work with a lot of people that are you know they're they're music people they're you know the punk rock people and we kind of have you know our, our our nine to five day jobs that have nothing to do with music but we we get to uh you know we get to to talk about old bands we liked and you know bands we played in and bands we saw concerts that sort of thing and yeah so there's a lot of uh a lot of the guys that i work with are all music nerds like me and we're kind of into the same things or we're into the same things or we're part of the same scene back in the day and we've all you know kind of moved in into something else but i'm you know i've landed in a in a pretty good spot uh post post punk my version of post punk there we so, go that's good yeah what uh do you play music still are you I, right now? yeah well i do i mean i i try to what i try to do now is i try to have i try to have a guitar or something just in a room just so it's there just so i see it and then I'll, you know, when I have a minute, I'll pick it up and I'll play it. So I, you know, I've got a bass over here. I've got a guitar over there. I've got, I've got a, you know, a drum set in the garage. Well, it's like a electronic drum set, um, just like a, like a rolling kit hooked up to speakers. So you can, you know, you can play that through headphones. So I'm not, not pissing off the neighbors or the family if I'm bashing away in there, you know, later in the evening after everyone's gone to bed. So, yeah, so I still play for fun. 
Um, I still think about music all the time and, you know, I still love playing it. And uh, I've done a couple of things that, you know, other kind of dad projects where, you know, we just share, share files and send, send song ideas back and forth. And, you know, I'll, I'll email something and then someone will send it back and it's got a new guitar part on it. And then I'll add a little bit of bass. And so you just kind of build this, this thing and just kind of like a file trading thing. And, you know, we've, I've done that with actually with one of the guys I work with. Um, and, uh, that, that's been super fun. And I've got a bunch of, there's actually quite a few musicians here in town, the little town I live in. And we've talked about, uh, doing stuff, a couple dads putting together a dad band and, uh, we have, it hasn't happened yet. And actually it was really kind of building up to, there was a lot of energy behind that right before COVID hit oh, and, no. <laughs> uh, and we totally got shut down. So we hope to, I mean, I'm sure there'll be new enthusiasm to do that once, once we can. And, um, so I'm excited to do that at, at a certain point. And, uh, so i I know a bunch of guys that are, that feel the same way as well. So that's about as far as I go. And actually my kids, uh, my oldest one, especially he, I think they're both musically inclined. Um, my oldest one has shown an interest, uh, in drums and guitar and, so I've actually been able to jam with my kids a little bit, which is something that I never, you know, you just don't envision that when you're in your not in when you're in your teens and twenties and playing in crappy punk rock bands and and you know uh, crappy clubs and doing that whole thing, and then one day you're in your garage playing with your kids, which is kind of a you know kind of a cool full circle moment. So, so that's yeah, that's that's about the extent of it at this time. But I, I still have uh have hopes to to uh to do something on you know for fun on the side sweet do like what so ex- exp- uh, kind of expand on that like that idea of playing with your kids like that feeling well it's it's hard to describe it's 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 super i mean it's goes without saying it's super fun um we'll just like either we will you know, pick a, pick a song, pick a cover song and my kid will play like, call it like black and black, you know, back in black ACDC. And we'll, you know, we'll play that or we'll play a Metallica song or we'll play a Foo Fighters song or whatever. And he can just, he can just play a beat. He's got a really good ear, a, na- a natural ear. And so he can just kind of pick it up. I haven't taught him anything. He hasn't had any lessons, but he can just kind of do it, which is super cool and really amazing to watch. And the feeling of getting to do that it's it's well i mean it's it's surreal it's it's fun in, on one hand because i haven't actually jammed with actual you know people in such a long time i've i usually just play you know i'll, I'll just play pick up a guitar and play so actually playing with other people is one thing but when it's your own kids it's it's a whole other thing so um i hope to be able to do more of that and hopefully you know add to his interest and get him into a, l- a little bit more. And, and, um, at the same time, selfishly, it's, you know, it's a fun way for him and it, you know, an easy way to have a, you know, a jamming buddy in, in the house. It's almost like, you know, when I used to live with, live with people you play in a band with, you know, it, you could kind of do it at any time. Right. Now it's like, I was talking about doing the file trading thing with, with, uh, my dad friend, it, like, it's great. That's the only way we could do it schedule wise because we could never really get together. So it's like at your convenience, do some recording on this and send it back. Um, 
this way, it's like there's someone in your house where you can, Hey, let's go, let's go play a couple tunes. It's, it's, it's rad. That's cool. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a rad dad? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it's not necessarily my, my decision, but, um, I think if, you know, if, if you asked my kids and asked my family, I think they would, I think they would, they would say yes to that. Um, I think I have to be in the conversation anyway. I mean, I'm on your show, whether or not this makes it to, <laughs> whether this makes it to air or whatever we're calling it for podcasts. Um, if, uh, yeah, if I make the cut there, but yeah, I figure I'm in, the, I'm in the conversation anyway, but yeah, I would like to think that I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely in the, in the rad dad category. Why, why do you say that? I know why, why you're here and like, why, why I'm like, I know the answer to that from my perspective, but the reason I'm, I'm always interested by this question and asking this question because Mm-hmm. Uh, you have kind of like these two camps in the sense that some, well, you kind of like tread the water between both of them. <laughs> You're like, well, like, yeah, but I get to ask my kids and like, but yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate well, that. Well, yeah, no, I guess that's just my personality. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like that. I'm always, I'm kind of looking at both sides, but. Yeah. And that's what I, I like about this question is that some say, you know, ask my kid or ask my family, ask my kid when they're, you know, older Oh, or yeah. Yeah. Like, did I, did I make the cut? Did I pass the test? Yeah. Just own it. I love that. Like, yeah, I guess maybe I didn't, I didn't completely own it. Um, but again, I think that's just my personality. Like I'm, I, I do believe that I am, but I also, you know, I would like to hear that (laughs) from someone else who, who may have, have a say in that, that, uh, you know, I do feel at the end of the day, it's up, it's up to other people to, to make that, that decision. But, um, I know that I'm doing everything I can, not because just the way that we are. I, I just feel that I'm, I'm definitely in that conversation. Define a rad dad. Then, how do you define it? When I ask that question, what, what, how would you define it in your head? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think. Well, I think it's hard to put to you know define it one way. I think there's a lot of things that that factor in, into that. And everyone has different ways of doing it, of, of course, like different, different, um, different parenting styles. And, um, at the end of the day that, you know, it could be a different path to get there, but it's, you know, it's a, uh, um, I think it's a thing where like, I like to, I like to involve my kids in, in my hobbies and my interests without, without it being a, a pushy thing by any means. Like I, I like to ex- expose them to, to things that I, that I'm into and to things from, you know, my, my teens and twenties and thirties that, that I, I got to do and um, involve them in that and have them understand that. And if they choose to take interest in that, then, then I support that. But at the same time, having that balance of understanding what they, what they gravitate to as well and making sure that whatever that is, be it playing drums, playing hockey sports, um, like even right now, video games, there's a lot of extra video games going on right now. Like 
and that's that's a little bit tougher to get behind in, in terms of the <laughs> the volume of of that going on right now but still supporting that because that's that's kind of what um that's kind of what we're doing right now so um whatever that thing is that they're into and they they naturally gravitate towards um just finding that and being involved in that and supporting that um so that's one thing and i also think um yeah just like like i was i was saying just uh in terms of um sharing my own experiences and you know maybe they they take some of the the positives from that and um whether it's uh you know learning a few things or or gaining new interest in those things whether it's punk rock or playing music those sorts of things then having that there like having a guitar in this room or having drums in that room it's like it's right there it's like do you want to play it awesome go play it uh do you not want to play it no problem go do go do something else and then just you know being involved like i'm I'm involved in, I, you know, I coach hockey, I coached baseball, um, all those types of things. So whatever that thing is that they're into, just, just kind of being, being a part of that. Like it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, not necessarily a thing where it's, you know, the, there's that, I don't think there's that separation generationally that maybe there used to be like, I'll play Xbox with my kids. Cause it's, I mean, not only is it fun, but it's kind of like a fun thing we can do together. Right. So, um, you know, it's not like, you know, dad's home from work and he's going to go read the paper and, you know, we'll see him at dinner time kind of thing. It's like, no, you're like, hang out with your kids, enjoy each other's company. So all of that. So it, it's, and then just kind of having that, um, that balance too, of, uh, you know, uh, helping them out, like whether it's, you know, getting them, getting them to school and then. Like I, I let my kids walk home from school now. They're kind of at the age, where, but you know, I like, cause I want, I want to have that. I want them to be independent and resourceful, but like finding that balance of being supportive and also letting them be independent. So, you know, if it's pouring rain out, then yeah, maybe I'll, you know, I'll, dad'll be there with the car to pick them up kind of thing. But if it's, you know, if it's a nice day, well, you can, you know, walk home and, I, you know, I know they're safe and that's fine. And it's just, it's just another thing that they can kind of, you know, take as an experience and a, you know, a thing that they can do and be independent. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's, that's kind of a rambly long-winded answer, but I, I think, I think a lot of things make up, you know, being a, you know, a rad, rad dad or a rad mom, just a rad parent. And there's a lot of different ways to do it, but, um, uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, being, 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 being involved and, in, and because you want to be. So you, like, I want to go back to that. You mentioned like the generation, generation kind of idea you're, you're one of the, maybe the second or third guests that kind of brought that, that not issue, but that topic up. So like, what do you mean by that? Like, do you, do you find that parents these days compared to like parents in the past, they, there was that separation. Now there isn't as much separation. Is that what you're kind of referring to? Yeah. And it's kind of a weird thing because I, I think that the, the actual physical age gap has expanded. Like, you know, I'm, I'm having, I was 35 when we had my son, my first son. And I mean, my parents were much younger than that when they had, you know, my brother and I, but I feel like there was a more of a, more of a separation or, or gap, like not that 
my parents weren't involved and like, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just, I think as that in this, you know, year of 2020, just as just that, I think that generational gap is just, I think, I, I just think the parenting style has, has changed and things are a lot more fluid where it's not so defined, like in terms of like, dad does this, mom does this and the kids have to do it. Like it's, I don't know. I, I think it's just more of a fluid thing now. And, um, and uh, I just think those roles, the definition of those roles is a little bit more, it's uh, a little bit more um, loose, I guess. It's not like, you know, uh, leave it to Beaver and, you know, Ward Cleaver comes home and <laughs> well, fires, up, fires up the pipe and open up, opens <laughs> up the newspaper. It's like, it's, no, it's like you're, you get home from school and then you're, you're doing things and like dad's cooking dinner this day, mom's cooking dinner this day. You know, it's, it's just, it's, you just kind of, you just kind of roll with it and everyone has a, a, um, sort of a multiple, multiple, uh, roles, I guess. Well, why do you think that is? I'm, I'm curious, I'm like super curious about that. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I, well, I, I, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just the evolution of our society and, um, in, in a good way, like it's, it, it only makes sense that, you know, dad's got a career, mom's got a career and, you know, and whoever's available to do pick up some and drop offs on this day, does it on this day and that day. It's not like, here's, here's your, here's your role and here's my role. And we, we this is how we do it. It's like, we, we kind of do, we, it's different every day. It's different every day. And, and that's, we, and, and you just make it work. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just a natural evolution. It just, it just makes more sense that, you know, everyone's kind of, kind of involved in, and, uh, doing, doing a bit of everything. What's uh, the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? Um, good question. Um, I, I think it's, um, geez, it's, it's a lot of things. It's, I mean, I, there's a, you get a lot of satisfaction when just when you see your kids proud of, of something they did, whether it's, you know, something that I was involved in as far as helping, helping them along to achieve a, a goal or something like that. Or even if, even if I wasn't, if it was something that, that they work for themselves, whether like everything from a, you know, a spelling, a spelling test, a good grade on a spelling test to, um, you know, to making the, making the cut and getting on the, on the uh, summer baseball team. Like it's, I, I, it's, I think it's super rewarding to see your kids excited, um, motivated, um, into something positive and knowing that you as a parent and whether that's, you know, mom or dad have had a, a, uh, a significant role in that, um, and just in supporting that. So that's, yeah, that to me, that's, it's incredibly rewarding to see just, just to see your kids, um, you know, have, have a goal and work for something and earn something and then have that, that pride at the end of the day. Are, are those kind of like frank discussions that you have with your kids at the, at the stage? Like, you know, do you, do you sit around the, the kitchen table, you know, at dinner table and say, okay, you know, what have you been working on? What's your goal? What do you like? What's your dreams? That sort of thing. Do you have those sorts of conversations or is it more just kind of. 
Yeah. I mean, we do, we, we talk about, I mean, we talk about things that we want to, we want to do. And, um, I mean, some of it's, some of it's, um, I guess kind of unsaid. It's just, you, it, you know, that, um, say the spelling test, for example, that, you know, I, maybe I didn't do so well last week. And then you can, you can see the motivations a little bit, a little bit more present the next week to, um, to, 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 to want to try a little harder and study a little harder and, you know, get that, get that result at the end of the, at the end of the week when the, when the test comes back. Um, so we, yeah, I mean, we, I wouldn't say they're frank discussions like we, um, but we, I mean, we, we do try to lay out, um, you know, these are, these are our goals. Um, these are things that we, things that we, we want to do. And, and then we're going to, we're going to break down, um, how we can, we can accomplish these things and, um, you know, we're going to work towards them and, and, uh, and try to see them through. Did you have any fears about being a dad? Um, not really. Um, I don't know. And maybe I was naive in not having a lot of fears. I mean, I, I did, but I, I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, like an overwhelming, crippling fear or anything like it wasn't wasn't like that like I don't I don't remember like a lot of lost sleep or anything like that it was just kind of like okay this is what we're it, it, I guess at the time at that stage in our lives it just seemed like this is okay this is what we're doing so we're just gonna go ahead and do it and um so as as we got closer to you know to the <laughs> to the to the date it was the I don't remember I remember more excitement than what I would call anxiety. Like I was really looking forward to it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't wait to, to meet him. That was, that's, I remember that more than any kind of, any, any kind of fear. And that combined with maybe, like I say, like maybe a, a bit of a, a naive lack of fear. Maybe I was just kind of like, yeah, all right, well, we're doing this. We're doing this now. Um, and maybe, I mean, credit to my wife on that too, cause she's just uber organized and on top of everything. And sometimes I can, I can just kind of come along for the ride and, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, what, what do we need to pack in the, in the bag? Okay. All right, cool. You got all that figured out. Okay. Well, you know, like I, I'll help, <laughs> but, but I'll, I take direction. Well, sometimes. Yeah. So- so there was the, this naivety a little bit before, kind of not fear, but was did that change when when your your first uh, son was born? Was it like oh shit now, or it was just kind of go with the flow still? Well, yeah, I mean there were there were a couple of couple of oh shit moments for sure. Just, um, I mean a lot of it felt really, really I guess natural and comfortable, but there were a couple of oh shit moments when you, you kind of think like just especially the first time around because you don't really know you don't have the experience like um yeah you like your kid's not eating right and he's losing weight and he's only a week old and you, you don't really know like you don't really know the signs until you know until they're kind of glaringly obvious that oh oh shit we're you know we we're doing, doing this wrong. Okay. So then we, we, you know, we fix it. Everything's fine. But like, there's a couple little things like that where we didn't really know, um, what we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> with first kids. So you, you, you kind of think everything's fine. And then 
realize, okay, maybe that, maybe it's not. And then, um, but you know, thankfully everything, there wasn't any, any, anything really, really bad or, um, glaring that it was, that was, that was wrong by any means, but there were just a couple of things that if, say, if it were our second child, we would have seen the signs that this, you know, this is a red flag right here. And then this is how you deal with it where we just didn't know. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's kind of a little bit different the first time, just cause you don't, you really have no idea. Right. If you were to maybe think of a different question though, if you were to write like a, a new dad manual, <laughs> would, would there be one thing that kind of stuck out as kind of funny or silly or things that you, you would have wanted to know? Um, yeah, I mean, it would be a new dad manual. I don't know if I'd be the guy to write the new dad manual, but if, if I were, um, I mean, it, it does help to do, do some research beforehand, like anything you can do, I guess, to, um, to gain a little wisdom from other people's experiences. So whether that's a little bit of reading and I didn't really, I mean, uh, guilty as charged. I didn't do a lot of reading in advance of having our first baby. Um, my wife did a ton of reading. I, I did a bit, but I, again, like sort of naive, ah, it'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be good. We'll be good. And, um, you know, and, and we were, uh, but in hindsight, I, had I done a little bit more, research if I would have been, you know, obviously I would have been a bit more prepared. Um, and I, I guess the main thing would be, um, talking to other dads and just sharing experiences. Like kind of, kind of like what your, your whole, your whole group is about. I mean, it's, that's, 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 that's the big part of it is, um, is, uh, just that, that communication with other, other dads and sharing, you know, relative experiences, learning from other people's experiences. I think that's really important. And, um, that would be in terms of giving advice or writing a manual, that would be the biggest thing would be, um, would be just talking to other dads who, who have, you know, that, uh, that have, have, have been through it because I mean, the whole, now that I uh, just talking about it now, I'd like, I, I remember there were a few times, like actually during, you know, when, when the, the day my oldest son was born, like, it's like the whole thing about being in the hospital and having a plan. Like you, you have to have your, your plan. Like, okay. So what if, if everything goes well, this is what we're doing. If this happens along the way, then we we're either choosing this or this. And like all those things, like you, you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be on it. And um, so just, you know, as the dad and as the support person during that whole process, like you gotta, gotta be on your game. Yeah. I can attest to that. I remember like I have one son and, uh, I wasn't really that prepared in that hospital kind of moment. <laughs> I don't remember like, okay, you can take him home. And, uh, it was like 24 hours later and I had to go get the car seat and I had no mm -hmm. idea how it even worked. Oh no. You didn't know the car seat? No, because like my, my, my son's mom, she put it in her car and, and she, okay. she works in, in, you know, social work and children's. So she's familiar with it. She put it in. I didn't even pay attention. They're like, okay, go get the, the seat. And I was like, 
it, it like it was one of those ones that kind of come out of that. The, yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I know I the one figure it out for the life of me, how to get it out. And I was like panicking and I literally took the whole thing out and the nurse just like looked at me, looked at the other nurse and like shook their head. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like They're like, who the, is this guy? Yeah. The, the, the hospital, the maternity ward, uh, maternity ward nurses must have a lot of stories like that. I know. I remember when like, cause, um, we, I know the seat you're talking about. So it's got the base, yeah, the clip yeah. thing. And then the seat obviously is removable and you can keep, keep the baby in the seat and yeah. plug it in the base. And um, yeah, I remember cause we did like, I, I think I did a couple of test test runs <laughs> with a stuffy or something or a pillow or just like, how do you work this thing? Cause I knew that. And like that, those, the nurse that gave you the, gave you the stink eye there, like, it's, I saw that happen to, um, a guy when, when, uh, when we were in the hospital and we were just getting out, there was someone on the, the same schedule as us. And we actually shared a room with them. And, um, I remember I had to pass the, the car seat test because the nurse was like, she wanted, they want to know that you know how to work the damn thing. Right. So I had to, I had to show them that I know how to do it. And, but right. The other guy had to go before me. And he completely bombed, like just <laughs> no idea. And they, yeah, like it, it was probably similar to your experience. She, you know, not only was she was like giving him shit and, you know, giving him the stink eye at the same time, like they weren't going to let him go until he was able to do it to their satisfaction. And uh, yeah, so I was glad that I, I had a little bit of prep there that I, I was able to get through that test, but I know, I know what you mean. That must've been a bit of an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a school teacher. I teach physics, like yeah, higher level for usually, you know, the kind of like the smarter science and, you know, I tend to like pride myself. Of course. <laughs> it makes the whole thing, makes the whole worse. thing that much worse. <laughs> the dab seat. It was, yeah. I like that. The car seat test for sure. Yeah. yeah that that was your, yeah. But I mean, and then, but you can take that as, you know, you can take that as an experience as for, you know, for next time or whatever. It's like, you're, you're going to have your dad fails along the way. Right. We're, we all have them. You happen to have yours fairly early on, but like, you, but all of, and that's, that's another thing about being, you know, a, a rad dad or a rad parent, I think is um, knowing when maybe you're not, I mean, we're not at our best full-time hundred percent of the time we're going to have our moments where we're not at our best and it's you know recognizing those moments and and um learning from them right just so okay next next time i'm in a similar situation i'll be better um i think that's being that's part of being a rad parent is just recognizing your your moments of not being at your best and trying to be better next time and always trying to be better do you think there's more pressure on parents now this day and age, like with the, with the advent of social media and one's kind of eyes on people compared to before? Probably. But this is a newer question. And I saw, yeah. I don't know if you know who Tim Caulfield is, uh, Dr. Caulfield out of the U of A. So he's written a number of books and he talks about, you know, with science in, in the media and how, you know, celebrities kind of, kind of push their agenda and um, they're almost like the, the pseudo-scientists because they have so many followers and they have so much influence. So you, you wrote uh, his new book that came out. 
talks a little bit about, um, you know, the guilt that parents tend to feel now. Um, based on, you know, their, their lives being a little bit more out in the open. So do you, do you feel, do you feel that? Do you feel more pressure as a parent? Well, what, what kind of, what kind of guilt is he referring to just in, in, in relation to people's lives being a bit more wide open? It'd be, it'd be like more internal guilt. Like I don't, mm. uh, you know, you, you talk to, well, when we go, if you will go back, it's tougher to get behind like video games. Like, I don't know, I, I look at it this way. So I don't know. I, my, my parents were involved. Yes. You know, they, my dad came to hockey and then I was involved in lots of different things. And I don't feel, you know, when I was younger had, you know, my, my parents were there and they gave me these opportunities but for the most part, they're kind of standoffish. Yeah, yeah, go play, go do this. Do you feel like a pressure to be more involved than say your yeah. parents were? Or? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I was kind of alluding that uh, to that a little bit before, just with the just how I see the how it's changed generationally. Like, because I, I know for me at at um, the age my oldest son is at, I I feel like I was probably a little bit. Um, you know, I was probably out on my own a little bit more. Um, I mean, we lived in a, in a pretty small town and, you know, there was, it wasn't really, you know, I had to watch for cars and things like that, obviously. But I mean, I would, you know, it was kind of like more like, you know, come home for dinner when the streetlights go on. That's that, that sort of thing. Whereas now at, you know, my, my kid's age, we're not really quite there. It's, it's, um, there's still, there's more parent involvement. So with that, I, you know, it, it makes sense that there would be a little bit more pressure there um, in terms of how you would, you know, adjust your, your schedule is more involved with the kid's schedule as a, as a result. Um, so if for that part of it, I think there, there is more pressure on, on parents to be involved now. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think it's just kind of the way things are. Um, and, um, but I mean, that said, I mean, everything that, that we do, it's like, it's, it's cause we, you know, we, we want to be involved, right. We want to be, I want to give them a ride to karate or I want to, you know, I like those, those types of things. It's just kind of like what we do. And I, I like being a part of that and we like being a part of that. Um, it's, um, for the, so, the social media part, I, I definitely have, a, we're, we're right kind of almost on the, on the verge of that. Like how old is, how old's your son? Just turned nine. Just turned nine. Okay. So yeah, pretty close. So he's grade four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, my oldest son, he's grade five, he's 10. We're, um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're in that, that phase where like, especially right now, like there's no play dates going on. I mean, you're in Alberta, you're, you're under even stricter lockdown than we are, but we're, we're pretty much right there too, where it's like, we're not, we're not, you know, socializing with anyone. And so the kids aren't having any play dates right now. So all of their interaction with their friends is, is online. Now my kids aren't on social media yet, but I, you know, I'm sure they will be at a certain point. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's a whole new thing. We're, we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to be dealing with and, and how, how we're going to deal with that as parents with, with our kids. It's, um, I don't know. Do, I watched that movie a couple of weeks ago, the uh, social D- dilemma. Have you seen that? Yeah. You watched it? Yeah. Wow. 
it's pretty eye-opening, hey? I mean, it's, it's, it's not really anything that you didn't know, but it just really fires a big, big bright spotlight on it. Yeah, definitely since watching that movie and actually talking, like I was part of like of this weekly dad group um, and we, and one of our, we kind of had like weekly goals and one of the dads was like, I, I just want to be off social media a little bit more. And so I come like, oh yeah, I kind of, kind of appreciate that. And like, I'm going to try to be more, more present and, and do just kind of different things and mm-hmm. like down my phone a lot more. And then I watched that movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely trying to, someone a lot more conscious and cognizant of that yeah 100 percent. and um that's something it's and it's so easy to fall into that trap like it's just like you know your phone's just right there all the time it's just it's right there you can just check something or i gotta check this quickly or i you know i get a notification here or whatever and um we <laughs> it's funny i'm just just going back on my retracing my steps here on how this, this came up because we were, we were at, I think we were having dinner. It was like Friday night and um, we were talking about, we were talking about just my oldest son and he was, you know, kind of wanting to, Oh, I remember what it was. He had a YouTube channel or has a YouTube channel. Now he's not like a YouTuber, but that's kind of like, that's kind of a thing. It's like all the kids, they kind of want to have a channel and they want to put out content and uh, so my my son had some, I think it was either Fortnite or Roblox, like one of the games he plays. And he had just some some stuff related to that. And it's like, hey, guys, you know, here's here's my new video. Like, check. And you know what I mean? It's kind of like check out my new video. And then, you know, then you get these responses and you get, um, you know, someone will comment, uh, you know, great, great video or, you know, um, that was super cool. Can't wait to see your next one. And we're just, you know, whatever likes just that interaction and he came up to us and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to, and I'm glad he did this. He's like, Hey, I just wanted to, (laughs) I just wanted to check and see if I could post this. And we're kind of like, um, okay, well, we're we're just having dinner. And like, well, let's, we'll look at that after dinner. And so we're looking at it and there's a, there was already a couple videos that were posted and my, uh, Meg, my wife, she was like, when, when did you put those up? She's like, Oh, I asked dad about those a couple, <laughs> couple weeks ago. And of course I, 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 I did give it the green light. I, I didn't, maybe I didn't fully, uh, qualify that as much as I should have, but, um, I, I felt it was pretty harmless and, uh, at the time. And then I looked at it and I'm like, well, okay, there's these people interacting with it. And who's, who's this guy? Oh, that's so-and-so from my class. Okay. Who's this guy? Well, that's so-and-so from, from hockey. Okay. Who's this guy? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, how do you know? Or how how do you know this guy? And like, I don't know. He just came across my video and he commented on it and everything was, it was fine. It was, it was positive, but um, it's, it's just kind of that. And it goes into that in the movie without spoiling the movie for anyone that's listening that hasn't seen it. I definitely recommend it, but um that I guess that feedback or that that need for that um, that positive response or just that that you know just that that simple like or a comment or something like that I mean that's kind of what it's all about is just getting that back after you post it and so we actually sat down we watched the we watched that movie that night with my son oh, wow I yeah I know and there were a couple of times where we were just wondering if maybe it was a little bit too much, but I mean, he's, yeah, he, he was fine, but it was, it was really eye opening for him too, uh, to the point where he, 
I think he, he gets it where like, it's, it's funny when you're so into something and that's just what you do. And then it, I think it's just in terms of having a little bit of perspective for him, like, like it had, it gave us perspective as well. Um, but for him as a 10 year old to actually have that perspective and be like, wow, this, okay, that's, that's why they do that. Or that's how they do that. Or that's how I get those ads. Or that's, you know, that's, that's why this new, this video keeps coming up in my, you know, next series of things in YouTube and just how, just how that whole machine works is it's like, it's kind of, I, I don't know. It's like just everything that's behind it. It's, it makes it, it's, it's totally unregulated. Like there's, there's uh, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of, kind of frightening. Um, and uh, not, not that we were trying to scare him by any means, but just to, you know, kind of put a bit of a spotlight on um, how it all works. And I, 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 and I'm glad we did watch it with him. Well, I think I might do that. Yeah, my son's been bugging me for for a year or so to do a YouTube channel. And how do you feel about that? Uh, I I want him to do it for. I want him to have a reason to do it. Um, you know, like because he he sees my stuff on YouTube, and I'm you know he, he's familiar with Rad Dads. He's been at mm. kind of events and stuff like that. And um, I'm I would be okay if it was you know I would restricted a little bit and uh, but I also just don't I want him to to have meaning I guess meaningful content if that is even anything but I'm so a bit you know like to me <laughs> my meaning is a bit different than his so yeah the roadblocks and like for sure I just really don't understand I'm a, I'm a school teacher as I mentioned so I have high school I've had kids who make money off there just playing a video game. And to me, that's mm. so weird why someone would watch, want to watch someone play a video game. Like to me, it's, I just don't get it. I, I mean, can't wrap my mind around that either. Like, and, but um, yeah, I, there, there'll be a point where I'll be okay with it. I think, or we'll maybe set it up with him. Um, but I, I know what you mean in terms of, yeah, you would want it to be, meaningful content. And that was one of the questions I asked him is like, what, what are we going to, what are you going to be putting on here? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be videos of you doing jumps on your skateboard or is it going to be, you know, video games or I think it was just going to be all the above, but I, I kind of want to know what it, what it was. And you want it to be, you know, meaningful, positive content, but you, you worry about that. I mean, people are, people are assholes. Like some of the stuff that, people post on in terms of reviews or comments is just people are jerks. And like, I just don't want to subject him to that at this age. And, you know, he's such a good kid, but he's a, he's a, he's a sensitive kid. And it's, um, you know, some rando puts something on there that's negative. It's, it's going to affect him. And he's not, you know, I just don't, I don't think he needs to be dealing with that quite yet. I mean, it's, you know, teenage years are, are tough enough for, for everyone. And he's not, he's not there yet. It's just, um, I don't want him to have to have to be dealing with that. If it's a private thing, it's just him and his friends. That's, that's one thing, but um, yeah, it's, it's it, the access there. It can be a little bit frightening for sure. Yeah, totally agree. It's Especially when people who are, you don't even know who these people are that are commenting on his content and, you know, I, I, I asked him, well, who, like, who are your followers? Like, who are this list of people? And can't even really add, like, there's some privacy things there where you don't even know 
who these people are. I mean, it could be a kid from his class, but just with a, whatever his handle is, you have, you have no idea who that person is. It could just be just anyone. And I'm not saying they're necessarily up to, up to bad things, but just the, the access there is not something that I'm yet comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So I just don't know enough about it. I haven't really researched it in terms mm-hmm. of restrictions and things like that. And he seems to be okay without, <laughs> I kind of just pushed it. I'm like, Oh, oh we'll do it one day. We'll do it. One yeah. Day. Like me with his first three videos that he put out. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Same with you. Like he's, it, there's been a lot more, um, you, you mentioned like the video games, like tougher to get behind in, in when, when you were talking about involving them with your interests and stuff like that. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, you just don't want them to play video games as much or is that you're just not that? Uh, just, just in principle, it, it's tougher for me to get behind the, well, like the sheer vol and like all parents, all dads, moms, I talk to right now, everyone, you know, I'm sure you can relate. Like everyone is the kids are playing a shit ton of video games right now, online games. And um, in one sense, I mean, very lucky that like, if this was a lockdown, you know, when, you know, you and I were growing up, we, and we couldn't see our friends. I mean, we, I guess we'd be on the phone with like one friend, or if we had like one of those fancy party lines at the time, maybe we'd get two friends on there. But the fact that they can still hang, like, you know, air quotes, hang with their friends and interact with their friends while doing video games right now is, is actually like, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge blessing. Um, but there's obviously the negatives that come with that are just that, you know, you're staring at the TV or you're on your iPad, you know, a lot of the time, way more than we would be. I mean, we're, you know, getting into winter now and, you know, the weather sucks and, um, you know, you see your friends at school, but you come home and then that's kind of what you do. You ju- everyone jumps online. So in, in terms of, yeah, that like not being able to get behind that just on principle, that's something I would struggle with say carving out a big chunk of your, your daily time allowance that is going to be that normally like let's go out and do something but right now we're we're limited in what we can do um you know weather wise and um lockdown wise so this is this is the thing they're doing right now so i can get behind it right now but i do also find we have to watch it closely because and we had a thing this morning actually uh, just getting ready getting the kids ready for school and like they'd already been on their on the xbox and on the ipad for a bit and they've already been doing that with their friends for a bit but um when it starts to go crappy and someone wants the Xbox and someone wants the iPad, but you just had that and I didn't get a long enough turn. And, you know, when, when it starts going South and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do other stuff and get ready and I'm working and I'm, you know, doing all that stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, I had to, I kind of had to pull the, pull the plug on all that stuff this morning. Cause it was getting, it's getting to the point where like, that's so normal where I think it's such a, such a, I still want it to be a privilege because it is a privilege being able to do that. But when it gets to be so normal that, you know, it's, it's, it's expected. Yeah. So when it's gone, then you appreciate it. Um, so I had to take it away for a little while and just kind of make things clear that this isn't just there all the time. And this isn't just what we do. It's like, if we're going to do this, you guys, you guys have to be nice to each other. You can't, can't fight over over stupid shit and be and be mean to each other like you you know let's let's appreciate what what we have here i know i know it sucks but um you know let's just appreciate and make the best of it so um i guess long long answer yeah video game stuff to, to get behind it all the time but 
at the same time right now it's different. And that goes for a lot of other things where I normally have my, you know, my kind of my dad rules or whatever, where, whether it's not putting up the Christmas lights early or whatever, like this, this year is like all bets are off this year. It's like, okay, what, like whatever is going to, let's, let's just roll with it. Let's like, are we, are we going to be happier to, to do this on this day when we normally wait two weeks? Okay. Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. We're doing it. Um, and even actually, even myself, I, I've been, I played a couple of online video games with, with my buddies late at night after the kids go to bed because I don't see my, like I, I see the people at work and I see people at school outside for two minutes. Hey, how you doing? Great. Okay. But other than that, like all of my interaction with, with, uh, with my friends is either, you know, text messages or vid chats or, you know, you know, I joined up with a buddy online and we, we played a hockey game online the other night and that was super fun. You have a beer, you turn on the, it sounds super nerdy. I know, but it like, it's, it's, this, these are it's tough times right now. So normally I'd be over there having a beer with them, but we can't do that right now. So, or vice versa, be over here, but it's tough. You know, yeah. like I'm similar to you, you know, I, I coach yeah. hockey too. And so we, yeah. you know, it was just, our team was just getting going. It was super exciting. Oh, it's, like, it's terrible timing. Parts, like my son, he, there was a positive case in his class. And so he had to isolate oh, no. yeah. at his mom's. And so he was out for, two weeks for hockey missed our first set of games hey he was coming back for the for the weekend and that's when they kind of locked things down again with the hockey so he missed and he like he was bawling and i felt so bad it's for he missed, i know missed the game and, it's, and then he was excited and then shut down and then like then they shut down again like yeah just it's uh, it's pretty yeah it's 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 heartbreaking and that's what and that again just a longer leash on all that stuff. I would normally have my, you know, I'd, I'd lay down the dad law on, on, on things normally that I, I'm having a longer leash or trying to have a longer leash about those types of things right now, just because we're just, we're just going to roll with it. Like it sucks. Hockey is a great example. Um, this was like, I remember like I, I'm a, I'm a shitty hockey player. Um, and I, my best year of hockey was uh, my son's age now because it's kind of at that age where it's like some people can skate. Some people can't skate. If you can skate. Okay. Like there's a huge gap between you and the kids that are still learning a little bit. Whereas like next year, when you move up a level, everything's, it's a pretty level playing field. And, uh, and I knew he was going to have a really fun this year, this year. And he is like, we got one game in, he had a great game. He was like all smiles, super happy. And all the coaches were happy. All the kids were happy. And, you know, the team's kind of starting to bond and everything. And then, yeah, it's just, it's right now it's, it's uh, like what you can relate. It's just, we're, we see a lot of cones and skating drills and edge work and that type of stuff. And it's, it's trying to keep it fun for the kids right now is, uh, are, are is you, challenging. Are you still practicing? Right practicing social distance, practicing. Yeah. See, we're, yeah. We're not even allowed that. All the rinks are shut down. So there's no, the, okay, the rinks are shut down. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, we're able to do that. We're lucky that we, we can do that and we actually see, you know, the other kids on the team, but it, it doesn't, 
it doesn't feel anything like a, it's not, it doesn't feel like a hockey season. Like this time last year, I was actually, I was, it's funny. It's we're leading up to Christmas and I'm going through my phone. And like, cause I'm collecting photos to send out to family photos from the year and stuff. I'm going through photos from last year. I'm like, Oh man, I was like super bummed out because it was, I'm looking at this time last year, we'd already been on a, you know, a, a team tournament. We went down to Seattle with the team and, you know, all the, parents bonded and the kids bonded and we, you know, we're in a hotel downtown for three days and, you know, parents got stupid as they do and had a great time and kids had a blast running around the hotel and, and like, you just had that bonding experience. And I mean, I, I, I say that like, just, I know I, it's, it's, it's such a small thing compared to like, this is, this has hit hard for a lot of people. So I, I can't complain. Like we've, you know, we're weathering the storm pretty good and we're missing out on these types of experiences, but that's, that's very, um, I mean, that's pretty insignificant to compared to what a lot of people are having to deal with, but it's for the kids though, like they're not grasping the whole scope and size of this thing. Right. So they're, that's, that's all the kids are seeing. It's like, no, we're not, we did this last year and we can't do this this year. And it's, and it's a, it's a bit of a bummer. So just in all ways, whether, you know, it's, whether it's the kids at hockey or, you know, your own family, just trying to, trying to keep things fun that's that's the goal right now yeah, it's and it, it could be a challenge it can be a challenge yeah my like my yeah. son's like you know so i have a week on week off kind of thing with uh, his mom yeah so it's like okay what are we what are we gonna do today it's like well, we can't do very much because you know right now well in alberta they they restricted outdoor uh get-togethers and so you can't um so it's like basically banned. So yeah. to like organize something. Although you kind of today we went to the rink, the outdoor rink and stuff, and but you can't have more than ten people. So you can't, you know, the ski hills are open, so we we do ski, and so yeah, we do that. But that's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, I know it's it's tough. Like there's, I don't know, like a you know, an outdoor get together is to me a lot different than a you know, having people over to your house. I, I completely get that. Um, like you'd think like just being able to go for a socially distant walk with, you know, another family or something like that would be okay. But I mean, there's so much gray area at a certain point, you know, those in charge going to have to say, it's like, okay, no, it's, this is, this is where we're drawing the line and it doesn't, it doesn't all make sense for the science of it, but you know, at the end of the day, we hopefully don't, it's it's you know we have a, a little while left to go here but there's there's light at the end of the tunnel now and uh hopefully we can we can hang in for a little while longer and we'll be able to do everything we want again so hopefully, hopefully. we'll see going back to um you know we were talking about being a new dad and the, and the manual and stuff you, you mentioned kind of the, the wisdom from other dads and stuff like that did you mm-hmm. so i'm just kind of segueing into the relationship with your dad what was, what was that like and did you to tap him on the shoulder for wisdom or what's um not not really and that's probably me being naive again because i i certainly could have but I'm, and then you get into the thing that we talked about before too where the the you know the 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 dad kid relationship is different now than it was when when you know when i was born and, and my dad like the, you know the dads didn't even go into the you know into the delivery room before like it wasn't it was kind of like you know, dad's was waiting with a cigar and the, you know, and the, he's waiting for the news. Like, is, you know what I mean? Like that. And that's nothing against, 
older generations, that's just the way it was. And it's different now. So you're much more involved. So I didn't necessarily tap my dad on the shoulder to say, you know, Hey, can you give me the, give me the rundown here on what I need to do? I, I, I didn't, I didn't really do that. Um, and I don't recall that. Like, I feel like I was, I, most of my friends weren't really having kids yet either. So I, yeah, I didn't have, again, just being naive and just thinking everything's, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, a million people have done this before me and, and we'll be fine. Like we'll figure it out. So I, I didn't, I didn't really consult a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of other dads to, to say, Hey, what do I need to do? I just, I guess I felt confident that we were going to be okay. And I'd figure it out as we, as we went along. Was your dad there kind of supporting you or just, it was kind of the same sort of thing? Um, no, I had kind of an interesting, like for me, actually, like my parents split when I was quite young. And so I had a stepdad quite early on, um, when I was five and it ended up being like, I'm incredibly lucky where it's the situation now where my dad and stepdad can have a beer. Like there's no, animosity there's no like they, they they can they're you know they can be buddies they can they can hang out and have a beer just the two of them so it was kind of like i grew up in a situation where i i my stepdad was i lived with my stepdad more than my dad so um i mean both were very different relationships but i um i i didn't i mean i didn't go to my stepdad for um you know for uh advice. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily go to my dad for advice either. Like I knew that they would be, they would be, you know, they're going to, they're going to come, you know, meet my son as, as soon as he's born. And, and, um, you know, they're going to be, they're going to love being grandparents, but I just kind of took it on like, well, I'm, I'm dad now, you're granddad now. So, um, I got this, I'll figure it out. I guess that was kind of my naive mentality at the time, whether that was right or wrong to be determined but seems like you're doing okay yeah a few more questions so talk, talk about uh you know um your time in snfu what was that like i'm curious like at that point in the band and you know chai passed this year and how how is that kind of feeling um well for you, you know, from my i'm a huge snfu fan and and that's kind of you know one of the reasons that you're here for sure you know mm-hmm. all about that and in the meantime, in between time, one of the, to me, it's one of like the best albums out there. You played on that, you toured that. And it's funny because like, well, I've been reminiscing a lot lately, just this, you know, since, since July, since Chai passed. And um, I guess just reflecting a lot. And I've been like, I never would never really listen to a lot of SNFU in the last, I don't know, the last, since, since I was in the band, I guess. But before that, like I'm, I still consider myself, even though I was involved with that band for, I guess, four or five years, like pretty full time. I still consider myself more like on the fanboy side of things than the, you know, actual, like being in the, in the band, even though I was in the band, like it, it, you know, it, I was, I was a fan for a while. And then as we, you know, I was lucky enough to be, um, 
sort of involved with them. Like we, we ended up sharing a practice space with SNFU. We, we, they, they needed a band and just through luck, um, just sheer luck, we ended up getting the offer to, and we needed, we needed a place to, to practice with the band I was at. We, we, we got the opportunity to share the space. And so at, you know, fanboy me, it was like, Oh, this is amazing. We're sharing with us and a few. And then we, we'd see those guys, you know, passing in the, in the room back and forth when we were finished and they were coming in and just getting to interact with them, getting to know them and then getting to go on, you know, they invited us to go and get on, play some shows with them, do some mini tours and that sort of thing. Um, so going through all of that and then eventually being, being asked to play and it was, um, I mean, it was, I realized it wasn't like, it wasn't the, the peak of the band. Um, but it was, it was still like, it was a really fresh, um, I, I guess, like, I think it was, it was a fresh time for Mark and Chai, like coming off a break and then having, um, that, that album, which, um, uh, I'm very proud to have played on. I think, like, I, I think it, uh, um, it's, I think it's, you know, I, again, I'm saying this as a fanboy, not as a, not, um, bragging, but I think it's, I think it's a great album. I really do. I think it's an important album in, in the legacy of that band. Um, and, um, just where it comes from, um, just, you know, Chai is almost like more of a storyteller in, uh, on a lot of those songs and it's, it's a lot more personal and then just being involved um, with him on a day-to-day basis through a lot of that time when he was really struggling. So back to what I was saying about just doing a lot of reflection lately, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot, just that, that whole period leading up to the, um, like throughout the recording of that, that album and then going out and, and, and playing those shows and touring it. Like it's, it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's still, it's a little bit surreal to me at this point, just because it was in so many ways, it was, it was a dream come true getting to, you know, getting asked to play in one of your favorite bands of all time. Like it's what, how cool is that? Like it was, it was amazing. And getting to play those, those shows and just knowing and seeing how excited people were to, to see SNFU and just be a part of that. Even though, you know, like I say, I was, I was a very, you know, I was the fifth bass player or whatever. And, you know, there was, probably there's probably like eight guys that eventually followed me or, or something. I've lost, I've lost count, but, um, but I think it was an important, important time for the band. So like that, you know, that short era of the, the meantime era was kind of a, a bit of a rebirth of the band and the band was, again, I'm saying this as fanboy, not bragging, but the band was really good. I think that was, the band was really good at that point um, as a live band. I think that just, you know, Mark and Chai were, excited to be doing it again, having taken some time off, um, the strength of those songs. And then, um, just, you know, the new, new rhythm section, like Shane was a unbelievable drummer is an unbelievable drummer. And him and I had played in, man, like five or six other projects previous to doing this. And a couple of them were actually SNFU side projects, one with Mark, one with Chai, funny enough. And, uh, we started one with Chai the day that Mark moved out of town. Like Chai called me up and said, Hey, what are you doing? Are you your band? Your band's not right before you played based on a true story, correct? Like yeah. We, we had based on a true story with Mark and then Mark moved to Toronto. And then the day Mark moved, I remember I was just going to work phone ranks, Chai. It's like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm just going to work. It's like, no, what do you like? What are you doing for a band? 
like, I don't know. It's like, let's start a band. Okay. So if we basically took like, it was Mark went East and we started jam with Chai and it was instantly just, it was super fun and super rad. So just getting to be a part of all that. And then, like I was saying, Shane and I, that was one of five or six, like we did everything from like acoustic singer songwriter stuff where someone needed a drummer and a bass player that we knew. And we played on that. We played in a metal band. We played in a band with Mark. We played in a band with Chai. And then, so we went by the time SNFU was ready to get going again. And um, Trevor played on the record and did an amazing job, but he, he was, he was busy. He wasn't going to be the the live drummer, but the, you know, the album tracks are fantastic. And then Shane is just such an amazing drummer that he just, you know, he's the kind of guy that would just hear them once and then just be able to play the song. And him and I had done a ton of stuff together. So, you know, I, I got a pretty good ear as well. And I, you know, I was able to pick up those songs. So it was for Mark and Chai, just they, you know, they, they got back together and then we just were able to play these songs and we were instantly a very tight band. Like we, we were, it was, it was really good. And I'm not patting myself on the back again. I'm just saying the whole thing was, was ready to go. And everyone was, everyone was stoked. And um, so getting to go out and play those shows and just seeing that have the band having been, um, I guess, off for a little while. And then even, you know, maybe the last version of it was maybe the enthusiasm wasn't, wasn't quite there. Like the, the live show wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't quite what it, what it, what it should have been. Um, it, it was, uh, everyone was, was super refreshed and, and ready to go out and play, play these songs. So the shows were unbelievable. Um, it was just the, you know, there were some strained relationships there, obviously. I mean, Mark and Chad spent a ton of time together, obviously in vans and airplanes and buses and, and hotels and all that. So it was, there were kind of instant, instantly there were kind of, you know, divisions within the the four of us, like Mark and I really kind of got along and we were kind of the dads of the band. We were the ones that were, you know, calling the promoter to advance the show and make sure we were on time for, for loading and everything. And, you know, um, Chai and Shane were, were, you know, kind of having it, having, having a, having a time a little bit later at night than, than we were like, and, uh, not to say that like they brought it for every show, like the shows were unbelievable, but it was just that sometimes it's, you know, you're, you're, you're late for lobby call, you know, a couple of days in a row and it starts to wear on a couple of the other guys. And, you know, I mean, that's all in the past now. And, and, uh, just at the time, it, it just, it, it just, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, it starts to wear on you when you're, you know, the, you know, stuff to be stuff to be a rad dad at that point when <laughs> when when the when the kids are kids are your age. Yeah. But, uh, what was your last show with them? Uh, last show with SNFU was August two thousand five, Reds, Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, I remember. I didn't end up going. It was my uncle's thirtieth wedding anniversary and I had tickets to that show, but I didn't go to that one. Uh, it was, yeah, you, you couldn't, you, you, uh, you couldn't make it to that one. No, no. no. I remember I was like, Oh, I'm kind of bummed. I want to see. And then now I was even more bummed. That I was kind of like, it was, that yeah, I don't, I don't remember if there was any, I don't think there was any, um, sort of, uh, I guess inklings or word that it would be Mark's last show with the band. 
at the time. I, I, I don't recall that. I feel like that was kind of announced after, even though we, we knew it at the time. Um, it was, I don't remember. It was, it was an okay show. It wasn't a great show. I feel like we had, <coughs> excuse me, like we had, we had played Edmonton. That was probably the third time we'd played Edmonton within like a year, year and a half. Um, and the, the other, the first one, especially like with the, the, I guess, kind of the, you know, the comeback show, um, after the four or five year layoff was, was amazing. I think that was at the starlight room, if I remember correctly. Probably. Yeah. That, do I have that right? That's a, that's an Edmonton venue, right? Starlight. Yeah. 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 The Bronx, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that like that, that one was great. Reds, Reds was okay. It was, but I remember it being a little bit, like, yeah, it was sort of a bit of a, cause we knew it was the last show and it wasn't like a public thing. And it was, you know, maybe we had been there, I don't know, six months before. So it wasn't like there was a huge, you know, people were there. It was good, but it wasn't like a, there wasn't a huge, um, I don't remember the show being like, as far as the energy level of the crowd or anything being kind of off the hook, like a big triumphant send off or anything like that. So it was, it was kind of like an okay show and that's a pretty big like cavernous venue too. Like it's, if it's, you know, if the place isn't jammed, it's, you know, you, you can kind of, kind of feel it a little bit. So I remember it was, it was okay. And then it was just kind of, Oh, okay. It's, it's done. And um, yeah, so that was, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a downer in that sense. Um, like not, I guess how I would have wanted to to end it. I don't know how it was for Mark. Um, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I look back on that time and I remember just great memories of, of playing those shows. And again, just getting to be fanboy and, and playing those songs that I, I loved and had the, you know, was very lucky to have the opportunity to, to actually play with those guys and, and um, just some amazing moments on stage. Like just, I mean, I played in lots of other bands where um, it, it like the energy level of the crowd and the interaction with the crowd um, you know, people singing back to you, knowing all the words, you know, getting hit in the face with microphones and getting spit on or whatever. Like it was just all part of the show and it was, it was unbelievable. And I'm, I feel very, very lucky to have had a small, a small part in that at the, during that time. That's cool. Man. Yeah, definitely part of that legacy. And you know, also such a great band you know, in terms of um, you know, their, their influence in, in punk in the broader sense, but definitely in the Canadian punk. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's unreal. And I, I still, I mean, Mark and I, we really bonded during that time and leading up to it. And I mean, we're, we're still, we're still super tight. Um, he lives in Victoria and like, so I don't, I don't see him a ton, but uh, you know, if I'm over there or vice versa, if he's over here, I mean, we, we try to meet up and try to go golfing or whatever, but um, Chai, the last time I saw Chai, I don't remember the last time I saw Chai and talked to him. I, I know that I had seen him around um, or actually friends of mine had, seen him around and like bumped into him at the pub in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, the conversation came up and he, I think he passed on like nice regards, like, you know, say hi to Matt, that sort of thing. And vice versa. I said, say hi to Chai. So we kind of passed along regards through, 
through a, a third party. But the last time I saw him was actually at the, um, the Smalls reunion show in Vancouver oh. at the Commodore. And I'm standing way up in the, have you been to the Commodore before in Vancouver? No, actually there's one venue I've never been to. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing venue. And, um, seen some amazing shows there and this was this is one of them for sure and i'm i'm kind of up top in this balcony area and i look down and like the place is packed and smalls are about to go on it's in between so the house lights are on and i look down and right below me there's this gold shiny gold suit and this you know skinny guy and frail skinny guy in a gold suit i'm like holy shit it's try like i haven't i don't know what i don't know how that conversation is going to go i don't know if he's going to be happy to see me i don't know I don't know how it's going to go, but I just said, screw it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go say hi. And so I walked down it, it takes a look. It took me a couple minutes to filter down through the crowd and down the stairs. And, and by the time I got down there, he was gone. And even in that gold suit, I could not find him <laughs> in the crowd. I, I saw him later. He appeared on stage cause he came out and sang with the, the smalls. I think they played misfortune. Like yeah, they played in yeah. the abuse. Song. And so I saw him up there, but I didn't get the chance to interact with him. And I, I wanted to, and I, I went down to see him and I, I missed, I missed my window by probably 30 seconds. And that would have been the last time, but that was the last time I saw him in person, but I, I didn't talk to him, but not for lack of trying, unfortunately. So it's, yeah. So I, like I said, I've just the last uh, seven months or so since he's, he's passed. I've, you know, I've obviously I've been thinking about him quite a bit and just, you know, that, that time, leading up to the recording of the meantime record. And I was, I mean, I saw him almost every day for, you know, a year, two years, just like I was kind of one of his, uh, you know, I would, I'd give him a ride to, I'd help buy him a meal or just, you know, give him a ride somewhere or whatever. I was, I was, um, I saw him a lot. So I definitely miss him. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. Um, last two things here. Do you have a dad joke to, to, to insert here? A dad joke. Yeah. Oh, a bad, a bad dad joke, not a rad dad joke. <laughs> um, oh, geez. Um, kind of put me on the spot. Let me see what I got. Um, oh, let me see here. Uh, uh, why do they... Okay, here we go. This is terrible. <laughs> it's a dad joke, so that you're setting the bar low. Yeah. Hey, why do they put barcodes on the side of uh, Norwegian warships? They use that to Scandinavian. <laughs> it's good. I like that's, that. That's dad worthy, right? <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's a bad, yeah. bad dad joke. That's yeah, bad. It's bad. Uh, last bit here. Um, any uh, words of wisdom to any of the dads watching or listening to this? Um. I would just say maybe don't be as naive as I was um, leading, leading into being a dad. Do, I mean, do, do your homework and just talk to other dads and um, try to gain some wisdom through other people's experiences. Um, but at the same time, like do it your way and um, just uh, try to, yeah, try to be, there's a lot of different ways to be a rad dad but do it your way and, and just be rad. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Christian. Nice to talk to you. You too, man.
All right, that was Matt Warhurst on the Rad Dads Show. I want to thank Matt so much for joining us. If you like this episode, it would really mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show. And on Facebook and Twitter at at rad dads show. And now, you can also look us up on YouTube for some video interviews as well. Including this one. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad. One, two, and seven.